Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be discussing the basics concerning totems, such as how many you have, what relationship you can build with them, how to invite them into your physical life, as well as how to work with them in the Akashics. Seeing totems simply as symbols, as a phrase or a concept, is somewhat akin to stereotyping people. Descriptions such as hipster, hippie, millennial, baby boomer, surfer, geek, or actor have all developed into visual symbols, which are easily recognizable and represent a certain mindset, physical traits, and behaviors. We use these descriptions in conversation, in advertising, in writing, and as a way of interrelating with people on a day-to-day basis. This is, of course, both human and problematic because it overgeneralizes. It can lead to negative judgments and paints individuals with too wide a brush, leading to misunderstandings which can cause permanent damage. Totems, as spoken of in most spiritual contexts, are categories in much the same way. In addition, they've become a commodity, like the Ohm symbol, therefore having lost their deep spiritual connectivity. We say we have a totem rather than having a relationship with a specific totemic being. We speak in terms of knowing what our totem is in the same way we rattle off our astrological sign, and with about as much, if not less, meaning. This has the unfortunate side effect of preventing us from connecting with our totems when we have the chance. It's not uncommon to hear stories in spiritual community of power animals who come to seekers in vision showed them amazing things, or told them great wisdom, and this was a pivotal moment in the person's life. But when queried about what happened next, the person can be confused about what we mean, and somehow the power animal fades into the background. An oracle which is no longer necessary once the event is over, and the pronouncement made. Another common story tells us of when an animal guide shows up in vision or even real life, and the person is honored, amazed, stunned, joyful at having seen them, but has no idea what it all means, and even if the process happens again, nothing comes of it other than acknowledgement of the animal guide's presence. This is often what happens with students in my classes. Whether they know who their primary totem is, have an expectation of what animal guide they'll be working with, or are surprised by the animal who shows up, it's just part of the experience of being in the Akashics and not incredibly relevant to the process. Instead of engaging on a personal and intellectual level with their animal guide, asking questions, sitting down with them to speak of important matters, asking how they want to work with the student, who they are, why they've come, and so on, the student usually acknowledges them with some kind of emotional response and then ignores 
or treats them like a wise child. Everyone has at least one totem. Totems are like best friends. They're beings who are interested in you for who you truly are, not only in this life, but who you are as a soul at home in the Akashics. They aren't responsible for you, but they like you and are willing to connect with you deeply to create bonds which can last lifetimes. They aren't symbolic of things you're meant to learn in this lifetime, any more than your best friend from high school was. But just like that friend, they do hold a mirror up to you in order for you to see yourself, your behavior, the consequences of your actions, and to provide support through the thick as well as the thin times. Some people have one bestie who is with them through everything until death do they part. Others have a small collection of friends who are their inner circle, and still others have a tapestry of friends they live amongst, connecting and interconnecting as a way of being rather than a way of making being richer and more survivable. In the same way, some people can have one totem, several, or many. Each totem is an individual being with their own personality their own perspectives, interests, and needs. Not all totems play well with others. Some need to not mix together, such as eagles and salmon, owls and mice, or mongooses and snakes. Others are quite compatible and even enjoy working together, which is something that can be surprising for those who aren't expecting totem animals to appear in combinations or teams. Totems can also be beings who are meeting with you for a specific purpose. Think of them as colleagues. When you're going through a particular event in your life, a process, a transformation, totems may reach out to you in order to support and help. Some totems come to help us when we're preparing for surgery or recovering from trauma. Some respond when we're becoming parents for the first time or when we're moving into a new career. Others can be fierce protectors when we are struggling with the death of a loved one or abuse in all its multiplicity of forms. Once the event has ended, they will be on their way. Although if a bond has formed between you, they may be willing to stay close or make themselves available for other activities. Totem Relationships We've all experienced awkward or uncomfortable social situations. The person who says, I'll call you, or let's do lunch, when in reality they mean the opposite. Or the person who says, yeah, I'd love to hang out. Come by anytime. I'm always here. Which, in a social ninja move, turns their interest in connecting with you into your responsibility. Or, wait right here. I'll be right back, which turns into them never coming back. Our relationships with totems tend to suffer from the same awkwardness, not necessarily from negative intent, but because we've never been taught or been made aware of the actual situation. We often enter into conversation or contact with a totem, ask questions, get the information we need, 
then leave with thanks and an intention to return, but then rarely do. However, it doesn't need to be this way. Meeting Totems in the Akashics Think of connecting with a totem in the Akashics somewhat like meeting a friend for a great conversation or to go out and do something fun. In my classes, all students meet with an animal guide who may be someone just there to support them during the class, may be their totem who is joining them as part of their regular relationship, a power animal who has agreed to work with them spiritually, or a totem who is making themselves known in order to start a relationship. In any of these cases, seeing them as human, as people rather than gurus, wise ancients, or teachers, can truly help foster the connection they hope for. Also, remembering they're not mute animals at all, but beings with as much intelligence and ability to communicate in language as us, removes unnecessary barriers. Instead of asking, what does it mean, when meeting an animal guide or totem, I encourage my students to introduce themselves just as they would any human. We don't look the barista in the eye, then ask ourselves, what does it mean, in reference to them. They don't mean anything. They're a person. They don't even necessarily infer we'll get coffee. Because if the machine breaks, the beans run out, or they're having an off day, we might not. Totems don't just mean things, they are someone. To get to know them, you need to initiate a conversation and be open to the responses you receive. Inviting totems into your embodied life. While I can't speak for all Native Americans or the traditions of all 500 recognized tribes, in my experience and to my knowledge, When we decorate items with representations of animals or plants, with beings and spirits, we are not venerating them or worshipping them, but instead inviting them into relationship with us. It's a bit like inviting someone to your house. Unless it's your best friend and you've known them for years, when you invite someone over, you tidy up a bit, provide refreshments, and seek to make the experience pleasant for them. You show respect by focusing your attention on the person and spend your time enjoying their company through shared interactions. Having pictures of totems in your home or workspace, wearing items representing them, making jewelry, having figurines of them are all ways in which you can invite totems into your physical life. It's an invitation to come and spend time with you, connect with you on the physical plane, bring conversations into your dreams, make yourself known, and help you in living your life day to day. It gives them permission to speak to you when they see you might be tripping yourself up, you've gotten stuck and can't see your way out, or have insights into something you're trying to put into motion. They may not always be right. What they tell you could be interesting, but not necessarily helpful. But having a friend at least try is comforting and supportive, 
even when the help misses the mark. It is the thought that counts. Totems are an Akashic bridge. Totems are a means by which we can bridge the gap between Akashic wisdom and the practical means of manifesting it. Like us, totems are spiritual beings living an embodied life. They are both there and here, and so are uniquely qualified to understand and support us in real-life issues, problems, and opportunities. Their unique means of problem-solving, interacting with their environment and with us, can guide us in making our way through situations we find complex or confusing. They show us ways to come into closer harmony with ourselves and the world around us. They can help us make choices which both support our becoming and help us manifest more positively into the world around us. In my Akashic class, Find Your Calling in the Akashics, I provide students a means to connect with their animal guides and also take them to a totem village, where students can connect with a totem master teacher. This is a place where totems themselves come to study, where the wisdom elders of the totem clans come to work with individual students, and those who wish to delve deeply into the spiritual wisdom of totems and power animals might be invited into apprenticeship. The lessons learned there are geared towards practical application here and are almost always transformative. So, are you currently in relationship with a totem, or is now a good time to offer them an invitation? And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be delving into how manifesting anything from your best life to your soul's purpose is a full-body process, and how bringing Akasha into your body physically can give you greater success or even a richer soul connection. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.